Recording. Oh wait, that's my old intro. Hello and welcome to Unlicensed Entertainment. I am your host, Carl Inner. With me today is my lovely wife, Natasha. What's good morning good at morning. 9.50 p.m.? What is my morning, not yours? Uh, true, true, true. Alright, so this is a special episode. I'm going to actually... Where we're going to get off with Carl saying that you should go like this podcast. Like, review, <laughs> all that shit on iTunes. It'd be much appreciated. Again, still no reviews. I'm still not getting paid for this until he gets enough likes. Yeah, uh, I need to get to get into the range of likes where you need to get paid. I have to get paid for this podcast with sponsors. So we need about, I don't know... 3,000? 3, 5,000 people listening. So get the word I'll out. I'll take 10. If you get 10 people, can I get a dollar? No, because we have 10 people. Have if we get 10 people. more people? What, so we get up in the 20s? I've had episodes go up to that. We... Okay, oh, Mr. Big Shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, so I'm going to try to keep this podcast a little shorter than most of them. We are going to do the usual segments, but we're going to do less of it, because I want to get into the main reason we're doing this podcast. Tell me. Is that we just got home from seeing we No did. Time to... Let me finish what I'm saying <laughs> we did before you interrupt me. No! Because they don't know what you're saying we did. <laughs> we did it. We just got back from seeing No Time to Die, and I'm as hyped as possible, so I need to get into this. But first, let's do our usual segments. So the first one we usually do is I talk about uh, things that I've observed in TVs and movies in the past couple of weeks. Now, I'll say one thing. I've been off my phone for a little bit, leading up to bongs, and I didn't want to get any spoilers. So again, that's why we have left. But here's some things I was thinking about. I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about Toy Story and Souls and stuff like that about them. I got me to question something. Because they don't have internal organs or anything like that, how much of a toy in Toy Story would you have to destroy in order for it to be dead? Like, can you rip off its head? Do you melt no. it? How much of it? How much of it's gonna have to do before you actually kill these guys? Well, remember Sid? He had a whole bunch of toys that, like, he disassembled them, put back together. Yeah, exactly. But then they mourn for Combat Carl because he got exploded. Well, that's different than being reassembled. True. So, Slicing DNA over here. So we have to get to a certain certain extent. Yeah. I just wonder, like, because they, they seem but, to worry about injury. But do, yeah. But they seem almost immortal. Because at that point, like, same, like a Barbie. If you took off a Barbie's leg, you would have to go buy a whole new Barbie to replace that leg. And to be honest, who's going to care about that one-legged Barbie? True, you're right. That's going to get discarded. Like, but then again, their legs, yeah. their legs can pop back on and stuff like that. I, when I was younger, I had an Aladdin doll that was basically a Barbie that was when, doll. like, the 90s, like, and, made stuff, though. And his head would fall off all the time. He just popped that thing back in there. He's fine. Did you ever chew on the Barbie's feeds? No. Oh. Is that a thing? That's a thing. And the Barbie's high heel shoes. Well, see, I didn't have a Barbie. Oh. I had an Aladdin. Well, he, he didn't have shoes. But he had feet. He did have feet. He did have feet. He did have feet. Yeah, the shoes. The shoes, the high heel Barbie shoes are a thing, because, like, uh, when you chew on it, it creates a suction. Uh, okay. Yeah. It creates a suction when you yeah. chew on it? What do you mean by that? The shoe creates a suction, so like it, it'll like you'll just chew on it and then it'll, it'll like suck on be, your tongue or something, or like on the like side of your cheek, on the oh, inside okay. of your cheek. Okay, I did not know that was a thing. It's this is a thing. The, the more you know. Yeah. That's why Barbie's so so popular. It's just it's just a foot thing. It, I mean, that's probably where a lot of foot fetishes come <laughs> from. I mean, her feet are, are tiny. You really think that's where it comes from? It's I think tiny, unrealistic versions of women. And to be honest, like, feet, feet fetishes aren't even that big of a deal. Like, I don't know why people look down on it so much. No, it, you're, you're 100% right. People should be allowed to like There's fetishes the fuck where want. people literally hurt other people non-consensually. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Anything consensual is fine. Yeah. It has to be legally, of legal age consensual, too, is what we're but, saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I will say that you said that I couldn't sell feet pictures online. To pay off student loans. Because you're my wife and I don't like the idea of other people doing stuff with your pictures. With feet. 
So it doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, I think I have cute feet, but Carl won't let the world see it, so. I'm just not a big fan of, you know, have you ever heard of wiki feet? No. So there's this site, and a bunch of women I follow on Facebook, uh, cele- or not Facebook, on Twitter, uh, semi-celebrities, even great podcast people like Ali McKay, uh-huh. they find out that they're on this site called WikiFeet, and it's just people taking, compiling pictures of celebrities' bare feet and putting it up online. Well, go- bro, okay, so there's this, you know the Josh Duggar people, right? Yes, yeah, sort of. I know of them. I don't. I could not point them out. In no, the but you know Josh Duggar, right? The like the creepy pedophile. Yes. of the nineteen and yeah. counting or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many they have now, but to piggyback of what you said, um, there's pictures of his feet online, and they're trying to get it in the testimony because in the videos he's have of like him abusing children mm-hmm. are only like his feet. Oh, okay. So I mean, that's so good that evidence, somebody's yeah. doing the Lord's work. Well, for the most part, when it comes to uh, to to wiki feed it's not it's not for overhealthy people but out here but you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're out here doing the Lord's work so I know because I've heard women talking about that said they're wrong like I'm a little creeped out people are finding pictures of my bare feet and putting them oh, up a lot wait that's okay yeah it's a little creepy in my opinion alright uh, next next story um, yeah it'd be like if you found out like somebody was just taking random pictures of you I mean, it's just like non-consensual. It's not consensual. I think I think so much stuff about being a celebrity is fucked up the way the way things are allowed to do because mm-hmm. since they're famous and not allowed to have privacy, which is fucking weird to me. Yeah. Uh, like they should be allowed to go on the beach, not worry about oh I have to be super fit right now yeah. because someone's gonna take a picture of me. When I'm on vacation, I'm not in a movie role. I don't have to look perfect all the time. Except for tabloids, go like ooh. Her belly's a little bigger, like, so we're gonna make that story. I only weigh like 110 pounds, but all you see on me is bloat because I'm lactose intolerant. That's all bloat. And they, the, if they were taking pictures, they wouldn't know that. They wouldn't know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it, so yeah, I think that. But, yeah, especially like you're on vacation, you're just wanting to have a good time. You probably didn't put on sunblock. You're probably not wearing makeup. You're probably eating whatever you want because you're at a dope place to go yeah. eat food. Yeah, most actors don't look like they do in movies no. all the time. You can only keep like that six pack uh, where you could like see each individual's part yeah. and realistically not that long. No. They do it for the movie thing on a special super hard diet with super crazy workouts. Like they have to stop drinking water to yeah. a certain point just yeah. for the muscles to pop. It's unhealthy to look that good. That's mm-hmm. why I don't look that good. I purposely am try- I'm worried about my health. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's why I, I keep mean, working I, with I six have packs. a medical condition. I'm lactose intolerant. You're just being selfish to the world. <laughs> I, I'm caring about my health. I think caring <laughs> about your health is not selfish. <laughs> Speaking of selfish, my next one. I was reading a Batman comic, and in this comic, uh, you, you think he's supposed to be dead for a moment, but then you find out that he made this device that's like a life-saving armor that's really super thin that you couldn't see that saved his life. And all I'm thinking about is Batman is super fucking selfish. He's created something that no one knows even exists. A, super, a protected, So it's not even like, you know, Iron Man doesn't share his stuff because he's worried about people weaponizing it and putting it out in the yeah. world. Batman found something that's just protective. It's purely defensive. Mm-hmm. And he's not sharing it because it gives him an edge on bad guys. Well, yeah, he should definitely be sharing it with the ch- school children of the world because, like, school shootings are going back up. Yeah, exactly. No, but he, he's a super. He's a billionaire. You gotta remember that. Batman may seem cool, but he's a selfish billionaire. You, he probably has a bunch of like tax write-offs that like loopholes oh, that yeah. his accountants go through. He's basically Jeff Bezos yeah. in tights with so, hair. Yeah, with hair. A better looking Jeff Bezos. But, like the '90s Batman cartoon, he was like pretty like. Attractive. Really? Yeah. I always thought he looked weird. Why? I don't know. He his jawline? Yeah. I think maybe his, maybe I thought he had stupid hair. 
The Bruce Wayne in the 90s Batman cartoon had stupid like hair. Like the teenager one, right? Or like the he was like one. he was in his early 20s or something? Oh, are you talking about Batman Beyond? The yeah, teenager sure. that one? one? That one. Okay, that's, no, that's a whole that's not Bruce Wayne. Oh. That's Terry McGinnis. Oh Everyone knows God. that. It's Terry oh McGinnis. Bruce Wayne was the old dude training him in that one. Because he retired because he, he almost died on the job. He almost had a heart attack. Okay. Actually, he did have a heart attack. Did, Sorry. Okay. Um, Very important. Did you see that video of like the kids? I forgot what state it was, but there was a school shooting. So instead of mandating gun control, the school mm. decides to dis, like, disallow backpacks. What? Yeah, so for malicious compliance, because the kids were like, hey, this is dumb. We're not the problem here. The problem yeah. was some guy, some random kid got a gun, which should be gun control. So for, like, a week, they just came in with, like, random stuff to put their backpacks in. Uh-huh. Like, one kid brought a stroller. Another brought, like, an aquarium and just carried an aquarium with his books inside. One guy, you know those peanut M&Ms or, um, yeah, like, the peanut people? Like, there's a huge peanut that's, like, a display I don't know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, he just okay. had a huge, like, peanut display that he put on a pallet and wheels and just wheeled around with his backpack inside. This seems like the same kind of, kind of logic that the school is having as what people do when they say they tell women who are getting attacked constantly by men to dress differently. Yeah. They're putting all the blame on the victims instead of on solving the problem outside of that, and that's, that's bullshit. Yeah. All right, let's see if I have anything else. Anything else. All right, I have one more thing in, in this segment of the show. Uh... So I was talking to someone about 101 Dalmatians. Or not, not, not about 101 Dalmatians. Who are you talking to other than me? Sorry. I'm just, That's not I'm allowed. Moving it back. It wasn't about 101 Dalmatians. I was talking, I can't remember who I was having this conversation with. Probably someone, one of my old friends from the lobby, because I hung out with them last week. Uh, we were talking about dogs and how five dogs is too much. Like one or two dogs is mm-hmm. fine, but beyond that it becomes too much. And I just thought about the end of 101 Dalmatians. If you remember, they take in 101 Dalmatians, mm-hmm. good guys. That sounds good on paper for the first five minutes. Yeah. That's a nightmare beyond that. Can you imagine? I, I want to see a continuation of that story where they're dealing with dogs nonstop shitting, hair all over the house. You think those are the only two things they have to worry about? I would just imagine some dogs would end up dying and nobody would find them. Yeah. How, okay, but how would a, you even notice? Yeah, yeah. there are just so They'd many. They'd be like them. a hoarder of dogs, right? You're not, you're not yet. Oh, they are definitely hoarders. Yeah, they're for sure. Right, I think they said they're going to start up a plantation. Of Dalmatians, uh, Dalmatian Plantation. I think they made a song about that. The it last few so seconds, it does now, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, but like, that's not going to be immediate. At the moment, they're living months in a tiny apartment yeah. in London, right? In London. So here's the thing. Um, that would be good for me to have 101 dogs. But really bad for you because I'm just probably not going to clean up any dogs. No, with, you're not. No. And think. Okay, think. Think of, of the, how many walkies you have to go on. Yeah, you have to do that. I would be so skinny. Think about feeding them. Yeah. It would be astronomical. And yeah. his whole, his whole, the way he makes money is he wrote one popular song. He's a one-hit wonder. Yeah. He wrote a song about Cruella DeVille. They got super hit, one-hit wonder. I mean, but people can live off that. Like, what about Smash Mouth and All Star? They probably laughed all the way to the bank in their 401s right now. Yeah, well, it depends on how long it stays. And also, he's back in, like, the 60s. Who knows how things, yeah. royal, royalties go back then. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be poor, living hand to mouth, whatever the hell they say for that that phrase. Barely getting by. Dogs are going to be starving. Dogs are going to probably eat them when they run out of food. Do you think the dogs would eat the other dogs first or they would eat the humans first? They'd eat whoever is weakest. Who do you think they would eat out of us? Out of us? Okay, well, if I... If, I mean, to be, you, can t- you can say me. I know that's what you want to say. No, I was going to say that, except for I still have my hip problem. So, like, I'd be... I'd be think, Running, 
would I, be a problem. I'd only say they would probably eat me because if like I get off work for three or four days straight, I'm dead for like another day and a half, uh, and they'd probably just be like, she is dead. Well, not only that, like I'm a light sleeper, so they they come into the room or anything like that. I, I'd wake up immediately, but you just lie down. And they start like first they start licking you, and they're like. She's not reacting. Then they start doing a little bit of a nipple. I'm like, she's seriously not reacting. Then they just start chowing down. And probably halfway through being eaten, you'd wake up and go, oh, oh no. And then you'd be too late. You're yeah. already eating. Your stomach's and out. Imagine your, your somebody. entrails are on the floor. And you go, like, that, that needs to come back. You can't You can't put that back in. And we do it like Lady in the Tramp type spaghetti. <laughs> You're trying to bring it into your, into your guts and other thing just yeah, yeah. sucking up the end. Yeah. It wouldn't meet at the mouth because I don't know no. how you'd be doing that, but you'd meet at the hand. Yeah, I would start, I would just get mad and start eating my own intestines. <laughs> don't try. I, I almost spit my water out. Your revenge is someone eating you is like, no, I'm going to eat it yeah, first. Yeah, definitely. I love your logic. Um, Imagine like somebody goes by and you just like one dog starts to bark and like you like 101 dogs start oh to bark oh my gosh it'd be so annoying i would hate dog that i don't think i would like dogs for that long if i had 101 dumb well for one thing i think i mentioned this on this podcast before if i haven't i hate dalmatians i think they're terrible dogs the only big dogs i think I are terrible. they're like really stupid right because they're, they're really so st- inbred they're really stupid they're really annoying they're very they're kind of mean yeah like they're i kind of mean yeah they are and i love stupid dogs stupid mm-hmm. do- the more stupid the dog the better Except for Dalmatians. Except for Dalmatians. Except for Dalmatians. I mean, same thing with girlfriends, right? What? I don't like... Wives. I don't, I, I don't want a stupid wife. That's no. why I got you. You're smart. <laughs> I don't think that's I it, think but okay. You're smarter than me, so if you put Am on I that... Am I smarter than a Dalmatian? Yes, because okay. I'd like to think that I'm smarter than a Dalmatian, and I said you're smarter than me. So it's all relative. Uh, you might not think you're that smart, but compared to me, you're smart. We don't have any Dalmatians, though. So. No. Can we go get a couple of dogs and try to figure this out? Figure what are we gonna get Dalmatians? What like, what's the what's the limit of how many dogs we can have? Two. Beyond that, it sounds like too much. I don't want anything beyond two. Can we get it two and a bunny? Uh, if you want to take care of the bunny, uh, bro, I just said I don't want. I, I will give it the love and affection. I don't want a bunny. I don't Wait, care about bunnies. Can we get a tortoise though? You said we can get. A I love okay. If we got a tortoise. I'd love that. I yeah. think tortoises are, are so cool. The bigger, the better. I love big turtles, tortoises. I don't know the difference. I'll be 100% honest. It's just like alligator, crocodile. I think turtles are in water and tortoises are on land. Okay. Well, then we get a swimming pool and I want a tortoise too. Because those things are cool. They can't live in chlorine water though. I didn't say chlorinated water. Is this you'll, it? Just, you'll just put it like seawater in there and yeah. they can live in there? Yeah. Mm. Big tank. Okay. I think, I think they'd love it. I was just watching, I was watching a show, uh, White Lotus, today. And one of my favorite, it's about people... Bunch of rich snobs mm-hmm. going to a hotel in Hawaii. It's about them and the staff. And there was just a, a scene where a guy was scuba diving and there was just swimming behind a tortoise. It's like, this is the best scene in the show. It's a good show, but it's the best scene because the tortoise is so huge and awesome. Love tortoises. All right. Mm. So that's all my thoughts on the entertainment that I've taken in for the past couple weeks. Now, there are, is less news than usual again because I turned off. My Facebook, which is where I get my, all my news from, like, an old person from Facebook. We are pretty old. Uh, and, but I have saved up enough stories the last few weeks to talk about things. Since this is a, uh, a James Bond episode, I do want to go into one of my favorite stories that I've ever heard coming from the set of James Bond. Daniel Craig was doing interviews leading up to No Time to Die. He's talking about the movie Spectre. But if, it, if you remember Spectre, Dave Bautista, Guardians of the Galaxy, he played Drax. Uh, he's been, been in a bunch of things. Most people, I think, by now know who Dave Bautista is. Uh, he was one of the, he was like the big henchman inspector. 
And there's this huge fight scene. Spectre was not a great movie, but this fight scene was amazing. With James Bond versus Batista. Batista's mm-hmm. a huge guy. Well, while fil- filming that scene, Daniel Craig accidentally punched Dave Batista in the face and broke his nose. Daniel Craig, James Bond, the coolest guy alive, realizes this, goes, Oh my god, I broke his nose, and runs away. Because yeah. he, he was so afraid. Because Dave Bautista's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have loved to be like, on he sounds like Even if he sounds like a good, nice dude, which he does in, like, interviews and stuff, I would still... I mean, like, messages, like, signals go off in your head. Like, oh, firing yeah. receptors, and they're like, Hey, bro, run. Yeah, I've never heard a bad word about Dave Bautista. But, but yeah. If, like, if I, like... If I was at Target and I accidentally hit his shin with a cart or something, I would probably still oh, yeah. run, too. Oh, he, yeah, he's, he's a big presence. Yeah. But uh, all Dave Batista did is he went into uh, the bathroom for a second, adjust, fixed his nose himself. I guess he's used to that from wrestling or some shit. I don't know. Came back out there, shook his hands, said it was all good, and they continued. He even denies that Daniel Craig ran off screaming like he said he did. But I'm going to take Daniel Craig's word because it's, funnier. it's way more funny. And I feel like Dave Bautista might have just been like, look, I'm looking out for you guy. You're a good guy. I'm not going to make you Bash sound your bad. your character in, in the press. Yeah. So I, I think Dave Bautista is just being nice. That's what I want to believe. So that's a, that's my uh, my James Bond story I have. And there, there will be more of James Bond, but later. Um, okay, so we are getting close to Halloween right now, and they're starting to open up uh, haunted, scary mazes uh-huh, and stuff uh-huh. like that. So this is not technically a, a showbiz story, but it's close enough I'm going to take it. So there was this guy, an actor at a one of those haunted mazes where you know actors jump out at you. That a kid was not taking him seriously enough. So this brilliant actor had the idea: he take out a real knife and play with it and just start stabbing the, the actor. Ground, the actor in the maze. And what happened was, while he's scaring the kid and like stabbing at the floor for some reason, he had accidentally stabbed the kid in the foot through his Crocs. Why are you bringing up Crocs? Because they're not good protective shoes. <laughs> they have all those holes in them. There are some Crocs that don't have holes. Okay, well, all I know of the Crocs is the holy Crocs. Anyways, the actor admitted after police arrived. The kid's fine, by the way. He got hurt, but it's not, nothing serious. The, the actor admitted it was probably a bad idea to bring a knife into a mace. That, that should go on that dude's record. That is not... Oh, no. He got arrested. Yeah, that's not even, like, good... Critical thinking skill right there at all. No, it's incredibly stupid. Like, like even if it wasn't a kid, it could have been an adult too, but, like, that means you could have seriously, seriously hurt somebody. And, and the, the kid is fine. Obviously, you said the kid's fine and they have yeah. their foot, but, like, you don't know the long-term repercussions. There's yeah. so many muscles and tendons in your foot. Not only that, just psychologically. Yeah. Like, those mazes are not going to be fun for that kid no. for the rest of his life. Pop-outs are probably going to be much more scary to him for the rest of his life. Uh, he's probably going to be more on edge around Halloween for the rest of his life. Yeah. Because some douchebag decided he wanted to be extra scary to a what's, kid. What's the character's... What's Jamie Lee Curtis's character in Halloween? Uh, I don't know her character's name. I know... She'll just be like her, that that person every Halloween. Yeah. He, it, was, it was a boy kid, but still, yeah. I can't remember her name. I don't like the... I'll be honest. I don't like the Halloween movies. I think they're boring. So I just like it's spooky season. I just love spooky season, you guys. I just love it so much. Spooky season forever. I do, too. Speaking of spooky season, mm-hmm. another thing. Uh, so we just finished watching, both of us have just finished watching Midnight Mass. Yes. Which, by the way, it's Mike, Hannig- Mike Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Check it out, everybody. Everything he makes is either is good to brilliant. This leans more towards the brilliant. Uh, but the, Mike Flanagan has made several TV shows for Netflix, and it has already been announced that he's going to be making another one called The Fall of the House of Usher. It's an adaptation of Edgar Allan Poe book or short story I think more likely more 
is what it is. Uh, and I'm super excited. Now, usually if Mike Flanagan is adapting something, he doesn't follow too closely to the source material. He kind of makes it his own, which is great because I'm not a big Edgar Allan Poe fan. I've read about, to be fair, I've read about two things mm-hmm. and his biography for some reason. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this. Just The more Mike Flanagan, the better. So bring it on. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. All right, we'll do two more stories, and then we'll move... Three stories? more stories. Three stories. more stories. Three more stories, guys. Three All right. More. And then we'll move on to Bond. The first one is they have now... Netflix has announced that they are making a new TV show called That 90s Show. Oh, I just read this. It is a to... spinoff yeah. of That 70s Show. Mm-hmm. Now, unlike The 80s Show, which I'm not sure if you remember That 80s Show. Do you remember that show? It didn't last very long. did not last very long, but it starred Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. But anyways, that one was very loosely related to that 70s show. And that one, there were no characters crossing over, but he, the, the main character was like a cousin to Eric Foreman. They mm-hmm. mentioned him once. This one is going to be starring Kitty and Red uh, from the original series. They're going to be taking care of Eric and Donna's daughter. That's mm-hmm. all we know of the plot so far. We don't know who else is coming back in, but they got the same people. They died play. in the Peace Corps. Probably. They're, they're going to be bringing back the same actors who played Kitty and Red. But that's all we know. We don't know who else is coming back in. I assume Eric and Donna are going to show up to at least drop their kid off at some point. Or they're just going to fucking just disappear. I don't know. I would assume Hyde is not coming back. No, Hyde is not. <laughs> Netflix already dropped him from a TV show he was on on, the, on yeah. Netflix. So I don't think they're going to be like, well, come back into this show. No, Hyde is definitely not coming Fez. back. Fez has like a sketchy history of like dating like 18 year olds too. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've heard good things about him. I didn't like know that. Like Lindsay Lohan, Demi Lovato. Hmm. Yeah, he's a little bit of creeper, but not, it's still not. Um, he hasn't done anything illegal, so he, I, guess, I still yeah. think he's been canceled. So yeah. I think he'll, I think he'll be fine. I think he's under the radar, creepy. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I can say the same shit about my brother. My brother's just <laughs> as bad as that. If we're gonna cancel someone for that, I got it. let's cancel my brother. Okay. Um, canceled, canceled. Cool. Yeah. Another story. I think you're going. Actually, I'll say that one for last. I think you're gonna like it. Last is it Pokemon? No. Oh. Uh, the story I'm really excited for. Okay. Tell me. So back when I used to do act, have acting class, uh, I took this this class called Acting for the Camera. Mm-hmm. And the teacher in there, one of the things that he really wanted to get through my head, and everyone else in there, was that if you're going to be actor for the film, you have to learn where you're going to be typecast as. Because everybody's cast certain things, but you're, for the most part, based on your looks. Mm-hmm. So you had to take roles objectively and go like, look, I'm not going to be this kind of role because I look like that. Mm-hmm. Like me, I would never be leading man because I don't have leading man looks. But there are other roles that open to people that aren't those roles. Okay. So my teacher, I was, I was having a hard time because I thought of myself as the friend of the leading man. Mm-hmm. Like the goofy friend. I thought that's what I looked like. I found out I don't look like that. My teacher recommended two movies for me to watch to tell me what kind of roles I should take on. Mm-hmm. One of them was a movie called Kids. Which I watched that, and the main character who I was supposed to look at as kind of roles I should take on was a guy who, I guess he didn't look like me, but he had Ray Romano's voice, and he was a rapist with AIDS. Mm -hmm. So not a great guy. That's one thing I looked like. Mm -hmm. Another one was he told me to watch the movie Train Spotting, Ewan McGregor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Introduced me to Danny Boyle, one of my favorite directors. I was actually really sad he didn't make this new James Bond movie. Not anymore. Movie's great. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I'm going to play it on the podcast. Movie's great. Um... But I love that movie. Train Spotting is in my top ten favorite mm-hmm. movies. It's, it's fantastic. Train Spotting two, not so much. Anyways, they have just announced that they are going to be making a spin-off TV series 
of Train Spotting. Did you ever watch that movie? I think maybe. It's a big drug movie with Ewan McGregor and Ron Carlyle. I think I showed it to you really early in our relationship. Twelve years ago, you want me to remember something? Twelve no, years I'll say, ago. No, I'm I think I think that's when I, when I showed it to you. So I was pretty early in our relationship. I was just showing you all my favorite movies. So mm-hmm. yeah, you probably don't remember it, but it's amazing. I have the DVD. You can watch it. Anyways, Robert Carlyle's character is going to be spun off. Now here's the thing: in those movies, both one and two, he's a super big druggie, super violent, I mean, super you look mean. Like a drug. I'll take it. What? I'll take it. What? That you would look like a drug addict. Well, I was supposed to look at you and McGregor. Oh. Uh, I was just bringing Wasn't up that's he, he was also. I'm just saying. I'm not talking about Robert Carlyle. Anyways, they're spinning off Robert Carlyle's character, and now he's a reformed man. He is beca- trying to become a better person, but something happens that brings him back into his old life. Things come from his past. And the bring trains. Him back in. Sure, the trains. Uh, and the story of a series about that. I'm super excited, even though I hated Train Spotting. Was too. that the whole point of the, the story with your? Teacher? It's how I got introduced to. Oh, tra- okay. I got introduced to Train Spotting because of okay, I, I looked like a druggie that you and McGregor played. Although okay. here's the thing, he has Scottish accent in that. I could definitely not play a guy with a Scottish accent because it's not that good if I do a Scottish accent. Why are accent. you doing it? Because I'm trying to show you how good my Scottish accent is. It's actually better than I thought it was. Actually, throwing a little Irish. I can't tell the difference between Irish and Scottish. You can't tell the difference between a lot of people's accents. I can tell the difference between British, or like the, the hoity-toity British and Australian. Uh, it all sounds the same. Is that is that racist? I don't know. I've been told lots of racists. Who told you that? I don't know. If you, if you say like all accents sound the same, I've been told that's racist. Well, yeah, that sounds kind of racist, but like if it's white people accent versus another white people's accent, I don't think that's racist. Okay, then I guess maybe I'm Maybe classist. Maybe classist. Oh, maybe that's it. I don't know. Well, I'm somethingist. Okay. Cancel me. The point of this podcast is cancel Carl. Yeah, because he's not paying me. This is forced labor. All right. And so the last story I'm going to do, I thought this was interesting. I love this character. They're making a spinoff of something we both have watched. What? Spinning off a character for something we both have watched. We have watched a lot of stuff You together. know this character because you have several merchandise from her show. They're going to make a spinoff of Agatha Harkness from WandaVision. I mean, I'm down for that. I am intrigued... Because uh, if you read the comics, uh, the character in the show was nothing like the character from the comics, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the character in the show was much more interesting than the comic book character. But in the comics, she's a good guy, and this is, she was a bad guy. So it's kind of like I'm wondering where, what they're going to pull from to make this story, how it's going to work. She was great as, a, as, a, as an antagonist. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about her as lead. But eh, a lot of people say the same thing as Loki. And Loki turned out brilliant. Yeah. So I kind of I trust Marvel. I got into a point where, for the most part... They make a quality product that I enjoy. So I'm intrigued to see where this goes. And Catherine Hahn is just fantastic. Just have her, like, going around and, like, messing up everybody's daily lives. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch her. She's at a point right now, and she could probably change later. But at the moment, if I see her in something, I'm probably going to watch it. Because I, 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 I trust her. She's so good. Agatha or Catherine Hahn? Catherine Hahn. Okay. Anything from from uh, from uh, from WandaVision. She's done some stuff in the past. I'm not... Like, I don't want to see... Bad Moms? That one was it was fine. It was fine. I, I have no interest in that. But uh, other than but, that... But, like, Wanda just wanted to be happy, just so we put that out there, you guys. She wasn't even a bad person. She had clinical depression. Yeah, no. She did bad things. No. It would not be excused in real life what she did, because she did really horrible things. But I thought I thought it was a very good show. I love that you loved it so much that you actually... you For those of you... I, nobody would know, because I never told us on here. You went out... And you bought on Etsy, I think it was, mm-hmm. the deed to Wanda and Vision's yeah. house, which I thought is a really cool little artifact to have in our home. So I thought that was awesome. 
So, uh, yeah. She just wanted to be happy. You say that a lot. You also got a sweater that says something like that. Yeah, to grow old in. To grow old. Yeah, home to grow in and old in or something like that. Yeah. Great stuff. Okay. So that was all the entertainment news. Now we're going to move on to No Time to Die. Now you can listen to this first part. I'm just going to tell her the broad thought pro- thoughts on this movie. What are we calling broad? The broad as in broad strokes. Just going to be the, the big mass. Her name is Strokes? Sure. Okay. So, just so people can understand what we thought about the movie, we are gonna, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert when we get to a point where we're just going to talk about the movie straight open, and you do not want to listen past that point. For right now, you can still listen. So, I'm going to give you the plot that IMDb wrote down for what this movie was about, and then we'll get into it. James Bond has left active service. His piece is short-lived when Felix Slider, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with, mis- with dangerous new technology. Okay. So, Jess, overall, what do you think of the movie? It was dope. I liked it. That's pretty much it. It was a really good movie. It has some of the best action in a Bond movie, period. The sound, the score was fantastic. The acting's great. The stakes are real. I really love this movie. Everyone, if you're a Bond fan, should see it. What I will say also, if you're only a light Bond fan, you're going to have to see at least Spectre, which is not that great of a movie, before you see this one, because this one ties in directly to that one. And it wouldn't hurt to see Casino Royale as well. Those are the three big ones. I feel like whoever's the most popular actor around the time they're casting, they're just going to be a villain. And Rami Malek is pretty pretty popular right now. Yeah. I wasn't that big on this villain, but uh, still a great movie. All right, so now stop listening, so because we are going to go into if you not, not everyone stop listening. If you've seen the No Time to Die or you have no intention to see No Time to Die, please continue listening. Everyone else, fuck off. Thank you what, for listening. You're to the show. so rude. This is why you have no viewers. Well, I have no viewers because I'm not on YouTube. Mm. I have no listeners. What? App? You know what? You want to make that no wife too? That would be a sad time. I mean, yeah. I'd still post it because I recorded. That clickbait? I got I got That clickbait? Listen to the end of my marriage on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. But it'd be a sad way to end a marriage on a podcast. Yeah, I would say so. All right. Okay. So this movie, what I loved about this movie is right from the start, you feel like there's stakes. Uh, the opening sequence is amazing. It's 23 minutes long. I timed it. Um, Why? <laughs> because I like timing things, and I... Found a function on my watch that I didn't know I had before. Anyway, so I'm gonna start time movies again. But anyways, there's usually James Bond opening sequences is just one little short snippet and then moves into this thing. This was two snippets. It was a flashback to her, to the lead girl's past, mm-hmm. and then an action sequence that was amazing. The opening sequence seemed like it was out of a horror film, which yeah. is not something I expect in a Bond film. Well, it's spooky season. After it's spooky all. season. It was really well done, super intense, and then I predicted what it was going to be about before they revealed, but still. Fucking amazing. And then the opening sequence is heartbreaking and so good where they Bond is tricked into thinking that... Uh, I, let's say tricked. Bond is told that, that Sophie, the main love interest, is just as bad as Vesper and has this whole little tantrum about that shit happen. And so... It's James Bond when he's petty. So good. So good. You just like you just like British people being petty. When he, re, when he, when he hears that Sophie betrayed him like Vesper, and he's just sitting in the car, she's screaming, I didn't do anything, and he's just being all petty as fuck, I loved it. Um, I don't need to go beat by beat, but the beginning sequence was amazing. Uh, I wish I learned another language. Every time I see someone in another movie, I get a movie talking another language, I'm like, oh, I should learn. So you want to learn French? 
I want to learn everything, but I'm stupid, so and or I don't have time. So okay, so I'm gonna go back into this. <laughs> okay, that so, was a uh, side note. So earlier in this in this podcast, I mentioned the score. Mm-hmm. The reason why the score is so amazing is because if you are a James Bond fan, you will recognize music cues. For one thing, they play Vesper's song in there, which is beautiful. Uh, Vesper died in Casino Royale. If you don't remember, didn't they have Vesper drinks or no? Vesper was a drink in Casino Royale, mm-hmm. and they made that, yeah. I'm not sure if he had them in this movie, but they, they brought up Vesper back into them that way. And they also played, from the 60s, the theme music from her Honor Majesty's Secret Service. That's the movie where James Bond's wife dies. So if you were a Bond fan, and that song comes in, you know bad things are gonna happen, and they do it so well in here. Whenever I heard that music, I would get chills. And then they said the worst thing a person could say in a Bond film in a good way, we have all the time in the world. That is a line filled with tragedy because that's the last thing James Bond says to his wife before she dies. And he says very early in the movie, and things go to shit, and he says it very close to the end of the movie, things go to shit! Uh, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Carl also loves it when people die. Yeah. He freaking loves it. So I'm going to go into, again, please stop, stop listening if you haven't heard this yet. Felix Leiter, who, uh, this newest version was established in Casino Royale, and I think it was is probably the best performance of Felix Leiter, played mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. Jeffrey Wright, who you might also know as The Watcher and What If. And he's so, in The Hunger Games. He's also in The Hunger Games. Great actor. He meets his end in this movie in a very good scene, very dramatic, and they're very just good together. I thought, oh, okay. I've heard this movie has some sad moments in it. This is a sad moment everyone's talking mm-hmm. about. I am so sad to lose Felix. But as the movie goes on, you realize something else is going to happen. I thought through most of the movie, that Sophie was going to die. He was going to find out that she hadn't betrayed him and Sophie was going to die. And then they introduced, again, stop listening, if you have not watched the movie, Sophie's daughter and Bond's daughter, who he didn't know about because he left her five years ago. Is that her name? Sophie? Doesn't he call her Madeline? You know what? You, I might be saying the completely wrong name the entire podcast. I don't edit. Let's see. Let's see. I thought it was Sophie. Maybe it's not. I don't know where I'm getting Sophie from. The heck? <laughs> it sounds more French. Maybe it's her. They don't give a full name. Just is Madeline. So yeah, let's. It's Madeline. I don't know who Sophie is. Sorry, Sophie. But anyways, I thought she was gonna die, and then they bring the daughter, and it's like, oh shit. This this might. It felt like Bond was going to die. I was like, that can happen. <laughs> that can happen. It's a Bond movie. Bond. 25 movies, James Bond's never been in danger. But the closer you get to the end of the movie, the more you feel like something's going to happen. The uh-huh. music fills you with dread. There's like this, this little hum going through it. I'm not sure if you noticed this. There's little hum moments that just fills you with dread. It's so well done, so subtle, so good. I love Hans Zimmer as a composer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never thought he'd do a James Bond movie, but he blew it out of the water. And they bring up a point where it looks like Okay, the, the bad guy's main weapon is a weapon that is going to, that works through, uh, like, targets people genetically. Yes. And James Bond gets infected with this thing that he can never touch his wife and his child ever again. Mm-hmm. And he basically just saves the world and dies doing it. And I, I, Tasha looked at me right during the movie when this <laughs> happened because my eyes were watery and I gasped because until that moment, I was like, it's going to be fun. He <laughs> just... 
They're making this dramatic, but we're fine. We're fine. James Gunn's gonna make a last minute escape, or there's going to be something where it looks like he's dead, and then he's gonna escape. But there's no fucking way he's coming back from this. There's no boats. There's no nothing. He can't get off the island. There are so many missiles coming down. He's not getting away from this thing. It was just so much, so much death, so much death. So and Carl loves James Bond more than he loves me. So, like, having him see the love of his he's life in, die... He's been in my life longer. Yeah. Have, having seen the love of your life die like that right in front of your eyes. It was so, it was so good. Yeah. I love this so much. Yeah. I love this movie so much. <laughs> I've been yelling about it in the car. We literally left, and he's like, I gotta go while you watch it. I, I have to see it again. Oh, yeah. And then I haven't even mentioned, like, everything else. Anna Diarmas. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her character's name. She was so good. Uh, there's, she's just in one sequence. You, you might know her if you've seen another great Daniel Craig film called Knives Out. Mm-hmm. She was a girl that puked whenever she lied. Uh, which, <laughs> which Carl finds fucking hilarious. I loved her in the movie. She's adorable in that movie. Sexy as hell and adorable in this one. Uh, she plays a super awkward secret agent, which you think wouldn't work, but it does. Because when it matters, she kicked fucking ass. Yeah. She gave me hope that I could be a spy someday. Sure, she was awkward as fuck. But she still can't. Not, not you and your busted knees and feet. James Bond has a busted leg. Uh, the new 007 said so herself. He also has really good doctors. He was off the grid. He didn't have doctors. No. He was doing that, all that shit by himself. I'm, so I, I'm the next James Bond. That's what, that's the announcement here. Yeah. I'm going to point spoiler alert. If you stay after the credits, stay till after the credits. You'll see me walk up and go, hey, the everybody. James Bond. Hey, everybody. I'm James Bond. Welcome to the Secret Service. It's, it's great. It's going to be so good. Yeah. You're, you're, you all are going to love it. So, I'm going to rate this movie on grenades, because there's a moment where there's so many grenades. Okay. Uh, not, not on children? Not on children. Because, no. Not, not on bunnies? Stuff bunnies? Those are both good, Do-do's. too. Those are... Doo-doo's? Doo-doo. Nice. It, like, it looked like doo-doo. She, yeah. she lost her doo But she said it with, like, a French accent. Yeah, so, so it was like okay. Ghetto. It was okay. Oh, it was okay. I, mean, I, I haven't talked about it so much. Q was fantastic. Uh, they, they're, they're, um... If you, Don't trust your governments. If you look, there's a room where they show like an old painting of Judy Dench's M, but they also show an M, a painting of an old M from a different continuities picture in there, which makes you go like, what's continuity here? It's throwing me off all completely because there's another M showing up. Anyways. Wait, is M's name Mallory? How does he know that? I don't know. He just does this one. That's just how, because he knew him before he was M. Mm. And, uh, and, which one? He, and, Skyfall. I think that's where mm. Ray Fine first comes in. They already knew him before. He was, he was gunning for Judy Dench in that movie. He hated her in that movie. Then was changed by the end of that film. Mm. Uh, anyways, everyone... It was, it was just so good. So good? I loved it so much. How many so, grenades? Out of five grenades... <sighs> oh, this is hard. Because there were moments, there are a few moments that took me out of it being perfect. Not the people sitting next to us? Not the people sitting next to us, no. Everywhere? It could have used maybe a little bit of editing and a few... There were a few lines I felt were stilted. But the, the emotion that it made me feel was so much. And I, I gotta say, emotion trumps little small misdeeds that they did in the, in the, in the script. Uh, I have to say with this note, is it better than Casino Royale? On par with Casino Royale? Is it a little bit worse? I don't know. I'm still so jacked. I feel like this is the loudest I've ever talked on this podcast because I'm so jacked. Uh, He's so hyped. It's either four and a half or five. I really can't give a good answer right now. I'm still... You gotta let it settle? I, I gotta let it settle. But it's... It's close to the perfect movie. It's almost not Casino Royale as the as factually the greatest movie of all time. It might. I'm not sure. I don't know. My world is spinning right now. 
but so good. Check it out if you haven't already seen it. If you heard this already, the movie's not going to be as exciting if you didn't stop listening when I told you to stop listening. But if you listen, if you watch it, just know that, because I think people are going to be curious, did I like this movie? I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot, a lot. I'm so excited about the movie. I'm going to be thinking about, oh, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. We recorded this right after we saw it. So we saw it at 6.15. It's three and a half out, three hours and 43 minutes. It's a very long film, but I'm so super jacked. Ah, so good. All right. So yes, I love the movie. How many do you give this? One. How dare you get out of the house? You liar. You can't watch this movie and be a fan of Daniel Craig and give it one. I don't know. Yeah, it was a pretty good movie. I liked it. Um, I wasn't as emotionally invested as you were. Well, you don't even remember the other Daniel Craig movies besides Casino Royale, right? Uh, there was Skyfall and Spectre. We just went over these. Okay, I thought you didn't remember them that well. You definitely didn't remember Quantum. Stop Quantum being sucked. an elitist, sir. Quantum sucked. Um, I'm so glad he went on a good note. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Really long. Was, I think I might have dozed off for like 10 minutes. I'm not, not going to lie. Oh, my God. And then uh, also, like, it was really annoying. We had two guys sitting next to me, and, like, they just... Like, so, okay, I get when people leave sometimes when they leave, like, their trash on their table. It was, like, dining when they leave their trash on their tables. Okay, fine. But one guy was, like, going through his backpack, and, like, he threw receipts and stuff on the floor. And I'm like, I get people have to sweep up the floors afterwards, but that's hella rude. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then when we were leaving, like, I looked over, and in his, um, he left, they left all their trash on their tables. And then they left, um, so much trash, like, in their seats. And I was like... What, like, you couldn't, you literally just couldn't pick this up and throw it away? I don't understand. So like, that, that knocked down the movie score for you? It just really bugs me. Also, like, one guy was on his phone. Not the guy next to me, but the guy next to him were looking on his phone, and they were, like, trying to figure out who was on the screen at the time. And I was like, turn your turn your freaking phone off, bro. They do tell you right before the movie starts that you should have your phone off and be off your devices. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid that people still don't get how fucking rude and distracting that is. Uh, but okay. So you gave your joke answer. How many do you really give it? I'll get four. You have a four? Okay. Yeah. I'll let that go. I'll, I'll, I'll let that I'll, go. I'll also, like, go. you're a sucker for little kids. Especially, like, I think that little kid was cute. I thought she was. And her and her little stuffed rabbit, her dodo, mm-hmm. and then her little French accent. I loved... I'll be honest, actually. I didn't think the kid was that cute. Wow! But, but I loved... You don't like little blonde kids. That's a problem. It was, it was her face. Uh, but... <laughs> She but, was cute. She was she, cute. She was fine. But James Bond's interaction with her was so good. And it added stakes. When you didn't know the stakes were as high as they were, yeah. it still added stakes like the car chases and stuff with the kid in the backseat of the car. Because yeah. you were worried about his... You were really worried about basically his family during those chases. And that usually these films are like... They're fun action sequences. But you don't feel suspenseful. With maybe the exception of Casino Royale, there's never been a, an action sequence in a James Bond film that really made you feel like oh no, shit can go wrong now. This one, every one of those action sequences felt Would it have been way. better if the kid in the back seat, like he had an ejector button and the kid popped out? <laughs> for safety. And then oh, had a little safe. parachute. Okay. Yeah. That's super and they safe. Found, yeah, and they found the kid like in a tree somewhere. Uh, yeah. I think my, my only problem that might hurt me with this movie a little bit is I thought that Rami Malek, I don't think it's his fault, I think it was a script, was written terribly. I didn't think he was good at all. But other than that, I loved it. And the the movie. Have you liked any of the Daniel Craig villains? The Shifa is my f- not yeah. only my favorite Bond villain. I he be, I think he's a better actor than Daniel Craig. I love Mads Mikkelsen. And he's one of my favorite actors. I, if I see him Didn't in a movie, he just owe money or something. Basically, it's very he owed money to to dangerous people. 
Well, I mean, the bank is dangerous. They can take your house away. (laughs) It was more dangerous than the bank. (laughs) But he was so good. By the way, uh, just speaking of Mad Mickelson, check out Another Round. It's a foreign film with him, but it's so good. So good. So good. I haven't seen it, but so good. They're going to make an American remake. Don't watch it. Watch his version. It's... I don't know why they don't just cast him in the American version. Did they he do speaks a English. of your ghost show? My ghost show? Yeah, they made a CBS remake. Yeah. I talked about it on the last podcast. I saw a commercial for this, and I was like, that doesn't look like the original, like, uh, Boy Scout leader. No, he's too skinny. Uh, and it just doesn't look funny. It looks really bad. Okay. But anyway, so this has been the special No Time to Die episode. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast again. Rate and review. would love it so much if you did that. Uh, thank you, Tasha, for doing this show. Yes. I appreciate it, right especially because we did it right after the movie. You're like, I don't want to do this, and then you—you you were like, okay. I, 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 <laughs> made, I made sad puppy dog face, <laughs> uh, just like James Bond would do. James Bond would get mopey if no, if he wasn't allowed to make a podcast with his, his wife. His shorts weren't short enough in this, but did he ever wear shorts in this movie? I don't know. I don't think. Well, he was wearing shorts when he got the fish. Okay, I did think. Okay. Huh. I want to go back to something the movie for just a second. <laughs> Am I forgetting a sequence here? Because in the opening credits, there was like a there was an underwater sequence of scuba diving. So I thought this was going to have underwater sequences. I don't remember him going underwater at all. Is that, am, I, am I forgetting a moment? He's underwater when he's trying to leave the boat after Felix dies. That's the one time he's oh, underwater. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. There is a little bit of that. That that works. Okay. Side tangent didn't need to be in there. Thank you all so much for listening. And remember, when it comes to entertainment news, two weeks late, listen to Unlicensed Entertainment. Bye. Hey, yo. Bye.